Are we recording? Like, are we doing the show right now? Is this part of the show? Because I know that we're talking about absolutely nothing tonight. I think uh, we're on the air. That's the case. Then everyone, thank you for listening. Welcome to the show. It's time to get things started with How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X Isn't Just a Fashion Statement. Presented by Tribe74.com. Today we are talking about nothing and everything. We wanted to try something a little different. We know you might be tuning in for pop culture and i mean we'll discuss pop culture because i think those are kind of some of the questions That's i'm gonna throw around the but... only thing that we ever talk about true i honestly feel like a seinfeld episode tonight uh, the, well, show about nothing the show about nothing i think that's what we can title it when we uh, upload it that's a pretty cool idea. i like it I like that the show about nothing so uh so how are things going andrew what's life been like for you just keeping it real, representing, you representing. know, um, really wondering what the weather is going to be like from one minute to the next. Right. You know, uh, you know, right now here in Ontario, we could have sunshine. We may have flurries, could be raining. You don't know what, what you're going to get. I remember when, you know, April was just April showers. That's all it was. You knew what you were getting. But right now, not so much. No, I mean, it was 20 degrees out today. Meanwhile, yesterday it was like, well, no, I guess yesterday it was double digits, but on the weekend it was like, you know, just above zero. I did make a point to go out for a walk at lunchtime just to get some fresh air, clear my mind, center my energy. You know, how yeah. about you? What's been going on, dude? Uh, I have way too much going on uh, to to air publicly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My life's in shambles, how but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. Any recent comic book shows? Any coming up? Uh, got uh, well, I had to cancel uh, my last comic book show or my last uh, collectible show because my van exploded on me. So <sighs> yeah, so that's uh, one wonderful thing that's just added onto the pile. Uh, but you know, life is life. You know, the the weather is really nice out today. And uh, I'm having fun uh, just uh, working with my friends, helping my friends out at their comic shop. And That's cool. uh, I'm amassing quite an amount of collectibles that uh, I don't need. <laughs> you need another show. Time to I, unload. I think so. I need to unload some stuff. That's for sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, Andrew, uh, I had an opportunity uh, last week to go in and do a little bit of photography professionally, uh, just doing some real estate photography and stuff. Uh, let's just kind of maybe talk a little bit about photography a bit. Um, what kind of gets you motivated to go out and take some photos? Is it money? Is it just a need to get off your butt? Or is it an idea? Or is it just something that you may have seen and you want to get back out there and go crack at it? Sometimes it's just a topic that I'm passionate about. Um, I really haven't gotten out outdoors in a while to, to photograph much so far since the spring hit, you know, wandered out through, I've got a local woods that's two minutes away from me, which I'm, I'm blessed to have, but you know, nothing was really catching my eye while I was out there. I have some lovely pictures of a 
a down tree and that's that's really about it uh the idea with the down tree there was a whole bunch of like woodpecker holes put into it for homes for birds and didn't see one um i've got i've got some shoots coming up uh, buddy's band they're going into the studio in two weeks time to record some new tracks so i'm going along to photograph that and uh, a couple weeks after that then they have another show as well too which i wouldn't mind dropping in on i love doing the whole anything music related even if it's doing photographs of instruments or of bands that's really what gets me up and out of the door and right like i i love doing landscape stuff as well too but this time of year just everything is so brown and is just starting to come to to life and it's difficult to get out and drive for an hour or two to a location only to see more brown and i don't want to risk it as much yeah so you know as as we start to see those spring flowers coming up a little bit more then you'll find me find me outdoors i'm sure yeah i suspect that in the next few weeks uh will be prime uh, photography uh mode for you mm -hmm. and i so it'll be great to see some of those colors and really get rid of the dry not the dry but the brown dreariness that's facing us at the moment so it'll yeah. be very nice to see that so monday morning whiskey uh they've got they're going in to record in two weeks and then they've got a live show down at the descendants over in kitchener on the friday the 29th so if you happen to have that open in your calendar make sure you drop by well, that for goes sure. for you uh, and all the listeners too yeah if it shows <laughs> out by that Actually, point i don't even know if it will be i i like it will be i think uh if we if we stick to our schedule uh as and that kind of lends back to uh you were saying that i'm assuming that is your friend uh and his band that you were referring to is yep. monday morning whiskey yeah so would that be lance you know yes this, yeah so lance yeah. is the same awesome gentleman who recorded our intro and outro theme as well as shares a podcast with you andrew yeah backstage lowdown in case you didn't know andrew oh thank you <laughs> just wanted to make <laughs> yeah sure. so yeah. for anybody that's into to music and entertainment and wants to hear right directly from the artist that's a place where you come for a listen make sure you check it out yes give it a follow Yes, your podcast is uh, doing, your other podcast is doing so well that you managed to bring in the drummer. I believe it was the drummer for mm, Blue lead Rodeo. Guitarist. Oh, sorry, lead the lead guitarist. Lead guitarist of Blue Rodeo. Yeah, Colin Cripps. That is fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. I mean, no, it was I, great to have him on the show. He's, he's a really down-to-earth guy, and he is just so knowledgeable about vintage guitars. You could just sit there and listen to him go on and on for hours and you you wouldn't get bored now from from listening to your previous shows i know that lance is a big fan of guitars mm -hmm. so he must have just been sitting there with a big smile from ear to ear that's just like, one thing yes yeah <laughs> that, i can imagine how i can imagine how that went and you were sitting there smiling ear to ear knowing that you're sitting across 
from a guy or not necessarily across, but you're on the microphone with somebody who you had just seen, I believe, not too long ago, yeah, live on exactly. stage. Just before Christmas, went out and saw Blue Rodeo at Center in the Square. That's, like uh... he's been playing with them since 2013 full time. And uh, he also plays with the Jim Cuddy band since the inception. He, I believe he spent about two years with Brian Adams as well, oh. too. He did, uh, he did record one of Brian Adams albums. And uh, so I don't know if he was, because Brian Adams, he's got a studio out in Vancouver. So I don't know if he was actually out there recording because I know it is one of Colin's favorite uh, locations to record because he, he's also a music producer as well too. And so, but I know like last time I heard Brian was living over in Europe. So I don't know if he was over and spent a couple of years over in Europe or what the scenario was, or if he was just out in Vancouver but uh, I would love to tour that studio sometime. Well, it's been a while since Brian has uh, released an album. So maybe he, uh, he needed some money and uh, decided to come back and do a little bit of recording. Yeah. A new record or something. Well, so the dude's actually always, always on tour. You just don't really hear about it that much over here because we just never, never see him. But the last interview that I saw with him, he said that he's pretty much playing every single weekend. So for our listeners who may not be from Canada or who may be a generation or two younger than us, Brian Adams, as well as Blue Rodeo and the aforementioned Jim Cuddy, who was the lead singer for Blue Rodeo, uh, is basically Canadian music royalty, at least some of the top names that you might be familiar with or not familiar with. I'm sure our international listeners and American listeners might know who Brian Adams is from his amazing work on the uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack uh, with the song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. And, uh, but Blue Rodeo, I think, is a little more grassroots and a little less international. Canadiana. Yeah. So, but it is definitely Canadian music royalty that Andrew has been just mingling with just for shits and giggles on his little podcast what i do and i take you guys along for the ride and it's fun yeah so uh anything else uh exciting that you've been doing any toys collectibles any mm. artwork any anything they got to report i have been watching vv recently just for new nft drops i haven't actually picked up anything from them but Right now, they've got the Death of Captain America Fallen Sun series that's going. They are just about to drop issue three, I believe. And I think those are only going for about six or seven gems. But the thing is, you got to be fast on to uh, and really on that button to get to get one of those. I'm not really sure what those comics are going to do long longevity wise, but I think it might have more of a more of a significance just because it's one of the early comic book NFTs. 
which is really interesting and because i don't believe that that issue is particularly noteworthy other than it's the first i think uh, issue where hawkeye kate bishop either meet each other or meet captain america or maybe it's the first time they work together but it's yeah, not hawkeye even... does appear in the imagery anyway in um i think it might be in this upcoming release yeah just... so yeah yeah he is he's he is showing there in the the upcoming release so i really don't even know much about these to be honest like i don't know if you buy one of these do you get a full comic to read or are you just getting this nice four-piece artwork yeah i'm I curious I don't really know how it works either. And so maybe I should be uh, throwing this at Derek just to find out, because I do know that yeah. he and another person at the uh, shop, they like to, uh, they like to get there for the drops. And I know they're there for like the fantastic four, number one, and a few other big titled books. But so it's just kind of funny to see that the fallen sun, the death of captain America issue number three is dropping when I probably held that book in my hands a hundred times. <laughs> And right now you can buy it on eBay for between a dollar and $3. So what would cause somebody to spend, you know, a, a fair chunk uh, through, uh, I not, don't remember what the uh, particular cryptocurrency is that is used on Vivi, but it's gems, the gems. Yeah. But and I don't think they're that much different than an American dollar. I think they're purchased, but you have to purchase some of Cardano or something like that. Mm, I, uh, but I don't really, you know, I don't get that involved in it, yeah. although I should. So they just, we talked about it on our last show. They just dropped the, the Moon Knight series. Right. And like those things were going for like for the common ones, like 50 gems which is seems crazy to me for this character but he's mm -hmm. hot right now and that's probably because they haven't actually seen the second episode of the miniseries yeah because we <laughs> have seen the second yeah. episode in the and... in the miniseries and i'll be honest i was so hyped up after the first one i thought it was going to be good and maybe they're still building the character development but i was really sad with the, the I, second I'm, episode all all the people that i've talked to either really liked it or thought it was it's just getting worse yeah and these are people that are usually pretty pretty hot and heavy when it comes to the marvel stuff so i can honestly say that I'm disappointed, and the fact that they're some of them are disappointed as well, I think, is good for me to say, okay, it's not just me being extra cynical. Other people are noticing that it's not quite as entertaining as maybe perhaps they hoped. So yeah, yeah this is unfortunate. Like, honestly, I if I had just spent fifty gems on this Moon Knight NFT, and then went and saw that second episode. I would have thought that I just threw my money away. <laughs> well, that's fair, but I think also at the same time that Moon Knight is is one of those characters that has longevity, despite what a TV show might do. I mean, he's going to be around for a while in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he's going to be part of all the, the upcoming uh, Phase 4 stuff. 
So I can't imagine, even if the show is a bit of a bust, I can't imagine that the value on his stuff is going to go down. But if you're just hopping on now and this is your exposure beyond just trying to get that really expensive comic book, you'll be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't invest in this. Yeah. But I can let you know right now, it's a fairly safe investment. Now on the EFT side, I don't know. But when it comes to buying comic books, Moon Knight's been around for a long time and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So no, it's, exactly. it's a safe investment. <laughs> yeah, but definitely uh, very... Uh, uninspiring second episode I'm not really I mean I'll, I will finish it off now that I'm already there and I'm hoping maybe something shows up or something yeah only four four more episodes to get through yeah. I might as well yeah. might as well watch it episode three drops tomorrow maybe Blade will show up maybe some of these other characters I know the, the uh now that would be cool well the I, I keep forgetting the, the Midnight Suns perhaps some of these other characters will show up and then that'll really that'll really bump up the intensity in the show i hope i hope <laughs> yeah so let's jump up over to other collectibles what uh, what's hot right now what's hot right now is well everything is hot collecting is so super hot i gotta tell you a little bit of a story uh i know some people kind of laugh at wrestling you, you either love wrestling or you think it's a joke that's like the thing professional wrestling i'm talking about here like you know wwe and aew and you know all the old school stuff but it's it's one of those things that's actually really hot right now wrestlemania was a booming success and the tv they, they have three five six seven shows a week every week between a couple different of the uh federations and a friend of mine who i i hang out with on occasion is a huge fan well i've got a, a couple of huge fan wrestling fans but this one in particular uh has been getting into collecting trading cards wrestling trading mm. cards and if you're not familiar with trading cards these days it's not the old school just trying to get the rookie although rookies are still pretty hot commodity but a lot of them now they have like pieces of memorabilia like whether it's like somebody's uh sporting equipment or uh something that they've worn in a in for instance like a jersey or in the wrestler uh, a wrestler maybe uh, a piece of their costume or whatever uh sometimes you get pieces of like a hockey skate or you get uh the mat yeah. from the wrestling mat or the turnbuckle or, or even a piece of ladder anyway uh my friend ended up pulling a an alexa bliss uh not a, not even a rookie card just alexa bliss autograph card that was numbered one of one which means it's the only one in existence so you may be saying, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, but what's the big deal? Well, he just sold it for $3,200. Whoa. And it came out of a box of $120 cards. So he got, you know, he got a ton of cards, of nice collectible cards. But this one in particular, because it was one of one, and Alexa Bliss, who is probably one of the more popular lady wrestlers in the WWE at the moment, even though she's been injured and hasn't wrestled in a little bit, uh, he had quite a bidding war and I thought when he first brought it out and showed me I said oh it's probably you'll probably get a good thousand dollars for it or maybe eight hundred to a thousand dollars for it yeah well it the market is so crazy right now that he had a bidding war that started at twelve hundred dollars and Moot got all the way up to thirty two hundred dollars and he is potentially sending it tomorrow uh, as a person is paid up and all that stuff and it's 
absolutely nuts. It's he is a, going on a nice vacation. Yeah, he's he has a tendency to go on a few nice vacations, but he could really technically. I told him like at, at first when when we were talking about it, I kept telling him every time somebody bid on it, I said just sell it, just sell it, just sell it. And I couldn't believe that it got as high as it did. You know, either I'm not in <laughs> tune with the market anymore, or this people have just gone absolutely nuts. Uh, maybe because they're, everybody's back at work now or whatever it is, but the collecting market is crazy. The shows that I've done recently have just been nuts and people are just buying stuff. People, it doesn't matter. There's like no rhyme or reason stuff that might've been sitting on my table for like a few months or a year. It's gone. And I have to quickly replenish and bring fresh stuff in. So what's hot? Everything's hot. Everything. So it even is the nineties. It isn't in particular like the X-Men or Batman or Nightwing. It just everything is everything is doing great. There's still I trading mean, cards. Yeah, there, there's you still have to have like a name. There still has to be a bit of a name to it. Like people aren't just going to buy some random nothing. But, you know, an Alexa Bliss card or I mean, I can't keep wrestling cards at my table because they get sold right away. Uh, other things, the comics, like even uh, I had a show recently and i took two boxes of comics it was a craft show a craft show that i took it to i supported my wife and i just thought well i'll take a couple boxes of comics i can just have my little corner of the table and the show hadn't even started and somebody bought all the comics off me bought both boxes of comics off me that is absolutely crazy and it was like and it was an easy sale like i mean it was all almost pure profit for me and it's just like i didn't even there's no haggling you know, I said, okay, this, this is, is the price. This is the price. And the guy said, okay, I took it. And I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, I didn't lose anything. And I don't see how he's going to gain anything, but you know, whatever, I'll take it. Take your money and run. No, that's awesome. That's comic fantastic. books, comic books are super hot though. As I've been told you in the past, you know, I've been working with my friends who, who own and run the, uh, the largest online Canadian comic distributor and the, like the amount of orders, the amount of money that is just flying out of there is absolutely crazy. Like they can barely keep up the demand. They're constantly buying collections just so they can have more stuff to put on the site. And they've already got like 300,000 books on site, but it just cycles through so quickly. That it fast? is absolutely, wow. Yeah makes you wonder where the money is coming from yeah so tell me when where did those guys how do they find their collections well it used to be they, they would do like a little quick advertisement online or they would uh they would usually they knew somebody because they were part of the uh, the online the facebook comic community right which is which is a pretty decent community a lot of good people came out of it uh a lot of people made friends and this is how even how i met them you know we all kind of met on some of these uh, canadian comic groups mm-hmm. and uh at first they would just like they, they knew somebody or somebody would say hey are you buying comics or do you know somebody buying comics and they just kind of started one at a time a couple little collections here and there and then it got to the point now where people come to them they don't go anywhere else they come to them because they know that these guys will give them the best deals they'll give them the straightforward answers and the amount of people almost at least once a week two times a week they buy a, per, a big collection 
and probably nearly daily, you know, uh, the days that they're open, the five days they're open, they buy somebody's small little collection or somebody brings in a bunch of comics just off the street and they buy them and it's, you know, and they, as soon as they get them, they put they price them, they put them on their site and they just swing right back and they're out. They're gone. And they're gone. Wow. And, that's awesome. And, you know, and, and because they're my friends, I'm, I'm not just saying this because they're my friends, but I mean, they give yeah. people good deals. They'll buy it. They'll buy stuff from them for a reasonable price. And they just know that they have the consumer base that is there will we'll pay the prices, it. pay the prices that, you know, that these guys put the stuff up for. So it is nuts. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Kind of, kind of dries the market out for little, little, ballers like me <laughs> but no it's good because i want to see them successful because they're good people no, for sure no that's awesome yeah very cool yeah it's very exciting so um what else is going on we've been oh. chatting and gargling uh have you been buying any die cast lately have you bought any hot wheels lately no i haven't i've been looking but nothing has really caught my eye to be honest oh wander through the shops and i don't know if people have just gotten there before i have and cleared everything out that i'm interested in um but i haven't uh i haven't got any any new stuff in in terms of die cast at all where, where have you where have you been shopping um you know i'll just it it doesn't matter just where i am like if i i was wandering through walmart the other day and stopped at uh stop at their collection and flicked through it and just nothing nothing was like i mean they still had a good collection it wasn't it just wasn't anything that i yeah. that i wanted so I, i've been finding that uh the dollarama has been really good for uh, oh really having stuff in yeah well that's and awesome every time i go to a dollarama it's just i usually walk out with one you know sometimes i don't walk out with any and i'm very particular about what i buy mm-hmm uh, but I don't also I don't go hunting for the treasure hunts like a lot of people do, and I find that the people that go to Walmart and the Toys R Us and all the really big stores that sell that kind of stuff uh, usually gets picked clean by the scalpers and the, yeah. and the hardcore resellers and stuff like that. Where they go to Dollarama, but I think Dollarama is usually like a season behind, not necessarily a season, but like a, a release behind, and so they've already picked up all their stuff. They've already made their. Uh, made their mark with that stuff so they're on to the new releases so yeah. it still leaves some pretty good stuff like i i recently got an x-men x-wing i guess not an x-wing fighter but the their jet that the x-men fly uh, i got a different version of that uh always getting the batmobiles that show up and all the different bat vehicles that show up awesome so it's still fun stuff to get you did now you got the a copy of the most recent batman car did you not the muscle car yes i did yeah and that is hard that, to find isn't that special order do uh, you no. like have to be a hot wheels member no no oh, you just have okay. to uh i found mine at the dollarama no way yeah. because i did see it drop on the hot wheels collectible site and that it was a special offer but that's now, awesome that they're out there. Now, if you go to Hot Wheels uh, Collectors Club or the, I think it's called the Red Line Club. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long yeah, time yeah. since I've, I've kind of followed that. 
but the hotline hot wheels redline club is a special membership that you can purchase that will give you the opportunity to buy club exclusive cars uh the club exclusive cards are really cool they come with a badge they come with a a pressed coin uh, that resembles kind of like what they were doing back in 1967, right? With the presses, the die cast pressing and stuff. And then you get a car that has what they call the Spectre Flame paint job on it. So it's a very shiny, polished, chrome-like uh, paint job on the car uh, and comes in different colors like pink and purple and red and blue and such. And you, but you have to get on there very quickly. And it's not really a great deal for Canadians because shipping and exchange yeah. rates kind of bump the price way beyond what you should have to pay. But if you get there, the sooner you get, the sooner you buy your membership and they drop a release, the sooner you get on there, the better level of car you get. Even though they're when they make their drops, they're usually the same car. So it might be like, let's say, the, the, the next release is the 67 Camaro, Capo Camaro. And they'll release it and the most sought after color will be the first one that goes. So the first like 25 people get that color, the, the next 50 get the next color, the next 75 get the next color, then yeah. everybody else gets the last color. So it's kind of like a, a like a limit like that Alexa Bliss wrestling card I was telling you about. Like it's a very, those first few cars are very limited so you have to be really quick and i don't know if there's like bots or scalpers who get in there right away uh <laughs> that make it it's impossible to get that first car unless you have some way to do it and yeah but these are cars that aren't sold in your walmarts or sold at dollarama by any means these are the real true collector's cars and you can see those cars sometimes at the shows so next time you come to the show with me, I'll show you. I'll take you for a tour and I'll show you where those cars are. And you can buy them from, but you're going to be paying an elevated price, obviously. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But it's what I not have, crazy. Sorry, what I have been looking for, I want to keep, pick up a record player. Um, ah, but yeah. I also don't want, I want a decent record player, but I don't want to spend crazy money. And so I've been watching the Facebook marketplaces. Um, and this is this is just recent that I've been doing it as well mm -hmm. too. And but I haven't had anything that's jumped out at me as of yet. But I'm I'm afraid that it's going to take me down a a very a very bad uh, rabbit rabbit hole rabbit <laughs> hole in terms of buying records. But you know what? I just I'd like to sit back and and put on an album and do a, like a full listening of an album as opposed to just picking up a song here or there. Well, as, as I've said in the past, we needed to sit down and do a listening party. You need to get yeah. that record player. I have a record player. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you picked up anything new for the record player? I did recently. And just let me think about what I got because I don't remember. I did get uh, Metallica and Justice for All, which is the one album that I was really, truly looking for. Because that Was that has... what you got for your birthday? That was, well, what I got for my birthday was a gift card from the, right. the, the family to go to the our local record used DVD CD store, who also happens to have records. And I managed to pick up that album, which was one that has a lot of nostalgia for me. And I am trying to remember what the most recent one i got i did get uh halsey's 
new album and that might sound weird uh coming from a guy like me but if <laughs> you know that halsey halsey's recent album was produced and i don't know if it's written or he helped write it by trent Reznor of nine inch nails fame mm -hmm. so if you're a gen xer you know you probably have heard of nine inch nails if you're Gen X, so you may also be very familiar with Nine Inch Nails and their music and how they're very industrial, but pop uh, alternative rock uh, style musician. And uh, he, Trent Reznor, who was, like I said, basically he is Nine Inch Nails, had helped Halsey with this album. And you can definitely hear the influence. Oh, that's really cool. And then she also released like a movie that she made with the soundtrack and it's really cool too it's takes you kind of down the theme of the record and it's really cool it's a, there's like a medieval almost royalty the princess trying to escape from the royal conditioning and all that stuff and it's actually really cool uh so i'm i'm not embarrassed to say i own a halsey record and i thoroughly enjoy it awesome but that doesn't tell you what I bought recently because I do not remember. Don't even remember. Do not remember. <laughs> I, it's it's sitting in my dining room because I've been trying to get my shop back up and organized. I haven't had a time to play with any of my toys. So it mm. is sitting in the living room in a bag, ready for me to pull out and play. And I just cannot am thinking. We're talking about the record, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, nothing yeah. else. I go, mean, go, 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 I pull go, out go, and play. Go, go, all, go. I mean, anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow wow this went so fast it did it always does so have you when you said that you've been looking for a record player uh are you looking for like a nice quality one because that's the problem right now because you're not the only person looking for record players. oh i know there's tons out there but it's either one they're absolute crap or two I've never heard of them. And there's a reason for it is because I can't afford them. Yeah. That's so fair. there are, seems to be those two extremes and mm -hmm. I haven't been, I haven't been able to find something in the sweet spot. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is that the, it, because there's been such a resurgence in the nostalgia of records that a lot of new quality record players have come out a lot of um, new brands or even old brands have kind of, come back and have the with the technology have advanced uh just the quality so you may just have to bite the bullet and buy something a little fresher a little newer yep but i mean for the prices i mean nowadays i mean you think of how much we used to spend on stereos back in the day mm -hmm. right so you buy a record player that's already got the speakers and quality speakers on it and or that you can attach to your already your home surround sound or your home entertainment system so you don't need to really spend that much anymore. No, very, very true. But yes, very it true. is. But also you can spend some ridiculous dollars as well, too. Absolutely. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it's a little crazy as to, you know, how much you can actually, actually spend on stereo equipment. I have been going watching quite a number of videos from darko audio uh, okay. john darko and he is kind of a lot of the time he is talking about 
a lot of high-end equipment, but he also, you know, even talks about like $100 streaming devices as well, too. So if you're into music and uh, you just want to have, hear somebody else's opinion, and he only really, he only talks about what he can get his hands on. So, and he won't, he won't compare a a stereo or sorry, like a set of speakers, for example, that he doesn't, doesn't have to another one. He needs to have them there side by side so he can give a, give an honest opinion. But if, if let's say a pair of speakers that he had a year ago, somebody wants to have something compared to what he has now he he doesn't do that review so he's he is uh he is pretty interesting to listen to so if if you're into stereo equipment uh then he's really cool uh the vinyl attack i recommend him as well too that's the thing i I love about you andrew is that you go all in when you're looking for something <laughs> i mean the fact that you're you're finding these guys and you're you're doing your research and you're always sending me links and uh on instagram and you're always you're, you're always way ahead of the curve when it comes down to your researching what whatever we talk about and it's just hilarious that uh i mean you know yeah. i remember the days that, days when we were just talking about photography and you had all the links <laughs> and I'm just yep. like, oh wow. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, what about this guy? Oh, I know him. Yeah, <laughs> what about this guy? Oh, I've been know watching him. him for the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I guess I get a lot of my entertainment from YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go all in on stuff that I'm researching or stuff that I'm interested in. And and that's how I spend my downtime. If you know, if I I don't often sit in front of the television to watch TV shows anymore. I'll watch streaming, uh, various streaming shows. Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. on, what is it on? Netflix. Have you watched Taboo? I have not. So I've just watched the first season of that. It's with Tom Hardy. It's a period piece. And it is real, it, like, I think it's really cool. Um, there are some things that people won't, might not get around and will stop watching the show, but I've watched the entire first season and I think it's really cool. There isn't a second season out as of yet on Netflix. I believe there, I think there is a second season out there though. It just hasn't come to Netflix. Interesting, interesting. So I do recommend that for yourself or any of the listeners that might be looking for a dark period piece show. And Tom Hardy, I think he's a great actor anyway. I, I agree. I, I like Tom Hardy myself as well. Yeah. Uh, somebody recently has a show coming out that is going to be on Netflix as well. And it is Thanos, the man who plays Thanos as well as what else did he play recently i'm trying to remember his name it's gonna be a little silly so it's Uh, the guy that plays thanos it actually isn't a show about thanos no no and okay he he has a show coming out on april 15th oh that might be actually on amazon holy smokes i just watched anyway i just watched him on have you uh, seen this show uh first we feast uh the hot ones 
No, it's where, oh, it's oh. where uh, the interviewer, and I don't remember the interviewer's name, but he gets uh, certain celebrities, actually relatively big celebrities, and he gets uh, them to eat hot wings while he I asks have questions. seen that. Yeah, and the hot wings. And they wings, get progressively hotter, do they correct. not? Yeah, yes. that is correct. Uh, oh, so sorry, it is Outer Range the show that I'm talking about, not, not the hot wings show, but the, the show's outer range with Josh Brolin, Brolin, who is Thanos, as we all know. And he is, says that it's, so it's basically a rancher fighting for his land and family. They discover an unfathomable mystery at the edge of Wyoming's wilderness. And it looks like a creepy style show uh, where he uh, discovers this mystery and, this whole world and everything the whole world is turned upside down mm. and it looks really cool and that comes april 15th so i may end up sitting down to watch that it looks intriguing i love josh brawlin he's been he's been around well since the goonies at least <laughs> you remember him in the goonies yeah and oddly enough i was just talking about the goonies like within the last week it's crazy. I haven't spoken about the Goonies in five years. And now within the last week, it's come up. Over the last 30 years, I guess, since the Goonies is out, uh, there's always been a reference at least once every couple of weeks in my <laughs> lifetime. And she so just, hey, you guys, you know, somewhere. <laughs> or there's always a reference to Goonies somewhere happening in my life uh just and not necessarily because it was like a super instrumental part of my life by any means I mean I did read the book before I watched the movie and I actually really enjoyed the book which was just an adaptation but I mean it's just one of those shows that has a lasting effect and so many people around you have all everybody's seen it essentially yeah so if you're listening and you've never heard of the Goonies or you've never seen the Goonies, remember that number one, that it's an eighties film. So it's a little dated. Don't expect should, a lot. Don't expect a lot, but it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's full of adventure. It's full of excitement, a couple of racial stereotypes that you can just ignore. Uh, otherwise it's a great show. Uh, and, uh, sorry, a great film. Uh, I believe it was, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Or at least Steven Spielberg had something to do Somehow with it. Somehow involved. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that the the painting of the main poster always reminded me of Star Wars, and I believe and uh, Indiana Jones, who as totally who knows us knows that uh, we are huge fans of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. So sorry, the writer was Christopher Columbus and Steven Spielberg. So basically, the eighties, uh, and the directed by Richard Donner. So basically the eighties in a nutshell in one movie. Yeah. You had, you had actors like Sean Astin, uh, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, Martha Plimpton, uh, Ki Hui Kwan, uh, Anne Ramsey. I mean, you're basically, Oh, uh, Robert Davi. You're, you're wow. There's just so many names. I could just keep going on and on, but this is like basically the eighties in a nutshell in one movie. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. No, that, that movie was hot back in the 80s, yeah. for sure. Hey, it's got a 7.7 .7 out of 10 rating on Internet Movie See? Database. So there you go. You need to watch it. That's probably better than 90% of the movies that are out nowadays. I wonder if there's a way you can look 
on Internet Movie Database. If you've never been on Internet Movie Database, it's the best place to go for getting information about any movie, any actor, uh, anything. It's called imdb.com, so internetmoviedatabase.com. And I'm looking at it right now. I'm just wondering if there's a way to see the best rated films, like in a list. I just see uh, Goonies at a 7.7 stars, how that would rate compared to, you know, perhaps the Thanos-led uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. or perhaps even the Batman. I mean, it's quick enough to search and just compare. Let's do that right now while we're yeah. sitting here. So while you're doing that, um, I am excited about the new Top Gun Maverick movie. It mm. is due to come out very soon. Speaking of 80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I'm actually kind of intrigued by it as well. I don't know. Sometimes uh, these movies, they go back and they, they rebirth a, an old movie, an old plot, and they haven't turned out to be the greatest at times. Yeah, but but the I, trailers look hot. And you know what? Like you go to like even with Top Gun, you went to that movie, and yeah, you have the 80s nostalgia for it if you're one of us. But at the same time, I mean it's it's a lot of fluff, but it's fun fluff, right? It's yeah. a movie. I mean, who doesn't like F14 Tomcats? Although I'm sure they're not using F14 Tomcats in this movie, and I think there's a joke about that somewhere. But I mean, who doesn't want to see jets flying like crazy, doing all kinds of weird stunts and a lot of emotion, a lot of drama with Tom Cruise and and the boys and Iceman and and yeah. I think it was Val Kilmer was uh, was the opposite side of Tom Cruise mm-hmm. in uh, the original. Uh, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let me check on the Internet Movie Database, who is not sponsoring this video, by the way, so everybody knows. 1986 film Top Gun. We had Tom Cruise, Tim Robbins, Kelly McGillis, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside. Holy smokes! And the 80s lives on. Meg Ryan was even in that movie, and I do not remember Meg Ryan in there. Oh, you're you, kidding me. Do you remember Meg Ryan? Oh, of course I remember Meg Ryan. Okay. I mean, we remember Meg Ryan, but yeah. you remember in the <laughs> no, movie. I know. I, I completely, completely remember her. Yes. Um, la- was it last week that you were talking about the Northman? Yes. Did you did you I watch just, the trailer? I watched the trailer. It looks hot. It looks fantastic. It's crazy. Like honestly, the entire trailer is just everybody yelling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if if you understand Robert Egger movies, and uh, I'm a fan of Robert Egger movies. Robert is Robert Egger. Robert Eggers. Again, I'm on Internet Movie Database looking at Robert Eggers. If you've seen any of his movies, there's a lot of dialect uh, issues within the movies, such as like The Witch and The Lighthouse. And I haven't seen some of these other movies. I'm definitely going to be watching more films that he's done. But it seems to be his little thing that he does. Like, for instance, with The Witch, uh, it's they use old English language. And in the lighthouse, it's a very thick, heavy maritime accent and merit and almost like pirate style language that they use in that. So you really need to have your subtitles on. And I think we talked about this 
prior. Yeah, this one, I think you probably just need to understand what the, the yell is and just know that you're going to be watching a whole bunch of dudes running around shirtless with axes in their hands. Yes. But it, it looks damn cool. Anyway. It looks really freaking there, cool. It, for the rest of this year, there isn't a lot of stuff, at least right now, that I'm really excited about seeing. So I'm hoping to uh, uh, that that something else will catch my eye. But right now, I I don't think it's really going to be that hot of a year. No, you're not uh, interested at all in the Doctor Strange film. Eh, that'll be good. Yeah, I still uh, haven't watched the. I still haven't watched the first one. Oh, you you should actually probably watch it. I think uh, you're well, you're a fan of special effects and you're a fan of action. Yeah, it's a pretty decent film for that. I think. well, I keep asking my son, who's seen it a thousand times, kind of, hey, you want to watch it with me? You want to watch it with me? Mm. And he never does because he's seen it a thousand times. But I want somebody to sit there and hang out with me while I do. That's, that's I, one of these days. I just need to sit down and watch it. Well, what about uh, Bob's Burgers movie? That's coming. Yeah, out. I don't. I really don't know anything about Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Bob's Burgers is. I know it's a show. I know it's a cartoon. Okay, but that's you need, where you need it, to sit down. Okay, if you're going to waste some time anywhere, you may need to sit down and watch Bob's Burgers because it is actually pretty clever, pretty witty, pretty funny, and you have to get past the animation style. I know a lot of people don't like the animation style, but the characterizations the is just fantastic. Uh, I recommend it anyway. So they have a movie dropping this year. It looks like it. I did not know that. It just came up when I started to search for the summer movies preview. So in front of me, I've got, well, we've got Doctor Strange. Around the World in 80 Days, which looks like an animated movie. Uh, we have, that looks like a lot of different weird movies. Marmaduke movie. I'm sure you're excited about that. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, I mean, par parents, they <laughs> need those movies to take their kids to. Yeah. So I, I lived for those sorts of movies when my son was young. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, uh, the reboot or the remaking, reimagination, imagining of Firestarter, the, the Stephen King film that starred Drew Barrymore back in the days. Uh, we have... Yeah, going down this list is not a lot. I just maybe it's just that I don't know a lot of the movies that are coming out and I haven't heard about them. Maybe as we're getting closer to release date, we'll see more trailers and it will get me hyped about some of these other things that are coming up. But right now, um, there is very few movies that I will be going out to the see, uh, to the theater to watch uh, watch anything this, sure. this year. You know, maybe I'll be looking for more of those indie films instead of stuff that's going to be on the big screen and, uh, you know, those those cool little theaters and tucked away locations. Yeah, and that's... Maybe, maybe it's a year of documentaries. I don't know. That's that's kind of where, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm getting older. That's kind of where I'm going. I, I want a little more substance in my films. As much as, you know, I have fun with the Marvel cinematic universe i'm kind of i'm kind of getting superheroed out and i mean despite batman being a fab uh the batman being a absolutely fantastic movie uh peacemaker being a great tv show there hasn't been 
a lot of excitement uh, for me uh, for watching many shows. Yeah. That, that being said, I, I'm going to throw back a little bit. One of the reasons I wanted to kind of do a, a about everything show is that uh, I wanted to talk quickly about what is your favorite Disney animated film? Favorite Disney animated film. Or it could be Disney Pixar. Or it could be Pixar. Yeah, what? I'm just trying to think about that. I was a big fan of Cars. The very I like oh. the first. I like the first uh, iteration of of the movie Cars. It. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Was, that was that was a favorite for sure. That was pretty fantastic. And Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, I just loved all of the, the. I love all of the coloring that went to went along yeah. with it. Well, if, if you like color in your films and you like uh, great visuals, you need to check out Coco. It's been out for a little bit if you haven't seen it. Encanto is one that uh, just came out recently that kind I've of seen sh it. shares the same vibes as mm -hmm. Coco. Mm -hmm. But Coco was a very emotion-driven movie. Uh, it was really fun, but then there was a lot of very dark tones to it. And I mean, specifically, it's about a Mexican Day of the Dead. And it uh it goes some pretty dark scary places and but it's it will it will drag the emotions out of you and it has actually become my favorite disney animated film and i'd like to fight anybody who says it's not that good <laughs> um also like moana that was a great great film great moana, cartoon moana was fantastic it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm really loving the fact that Disney is actually embracing culture and letting, not just uh, taking culture away from people, but actually letting people with the, the cultural backgrounds make and create some of the films and be part mm -hmm. of the production of the films as well. Because I think it's it's added a whole new flavor and a whole new spice. And you're not just getting the same old fairy tales of the the princess and you know who needs help or all of the original yeah, disney story cinderella stuff you know uh, i'm glad that they're really reaching out and you're starting to get a lot more diverse in some of the films that we're seeing and that's why i absolutely love coco moana again another perfect example brave you may be very interested have you seen brave the scottish i haven't film? i haven't seen the full thing of brave and i don't know why i actually haven't i think it was just more that it was my turn to cook dinner uh, and so then it was my wife that ended up getting to see brave with my son well with a fine scottish name like andrew stewart i know you should definitely check out brave yeah no uh, i it, i from what i've seen it looked really good it is, it is I just haven't I haven't seen the entire film though so definitely get on that one and if you haven't seen Coco you got to see Coco I'm absolutely implore you to see Coco and maybe we'll make it a maybe we'll make it a top 10 list or something on one of our next shows oh that's a great idea yeah so yeah so I just wanted uh, to have tonight just to do a, a chat yeah, yeah no it's been fun yeah uh, anything else you want to throw out there into the world before we uh, we wrap her up? No, I just knows we're starting to come up to the the top of the hour, and so we should we should probably wrap it up soon for for our listeners. Absolutely. I mean, As always, we do appreciate you tuning in and sharing with your friends and commenting on uh, uh, at the website as well too. 
Absolutely. We've seen a big surge in listeners and viewership, I guess, audio viewership. Uh, so please absolutely uh, continue on with that and, uh, you know, tune in for our next show. We actually have one coming out shortly. So we will see you again on the other side. I guess that's just been another episode of How to Survive the Modern World, or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement. Brought to you by Tribe74.com. Check it out. Peace. See ya.